It kind of looks and like like where Hobbit legends come from. Right. <laughs> Luke Shaw. <laughs> How hairy are his feet, though? Well, we got to check. We got to check. Uh, Sweet Luke Shaw. <laughs> Luke Shaw, send us a picture of your feet. We want to see if they're hairy or not. Feet pick? Question we, got, we, we, we got a theory. <laughs> we got a theory. Yeah. You might be a very yeah. talented hobbit. Or if we look through the internet, we can't find any pictures of his feet. It may be because that's his secret. That's the secret he's been hiding. Talent. Luke Shaw is a hobbit. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of A Rainy Night in Stoke. It's Luke here with my friend Dom, and we're going to go over another week in the Premier League. Mainly going to talk about just the overall shape of the battles of both the top and bottom of the league, as well as touching a little bit on some individual games uh, that of clubs that we both support. And, of course, we're going to follow it up with a rousing discussion of who is the cunt this week. So stick with us. So Everton Chelsea, oh, how to explain it? How to explain it? It was a, it was um it was a frustrating game to watch. It was pretty much what I expected. The first half was so Ancelotti does this thing where every few games he he just really screws up, right? Setup wise, okay. And then it's like the game after that. It's like a master class, right. Like tactics wise. And everything works perfectly, but then every once in a while, it's just like just that that clunker. And um, granted, Decore was out; he's got right. an injury. But the lineup that was put out today, it's not. It, I I can see how they wanted to play, and I understand why they did what they did. They're playing playing very conservative. Technically, if you look on like Bleacher Report or whatever, they listed it as like a as a four three one two. Okay. I'm sorry, no, a three, four, one, two. Switch that gotcha. up, yep. my brains. But realistically, it's more like a, it's it's like a, it's more like a type of pep type thing where it's it's right. a dynamic where uh, Iwobi kind of stays a little bit further back to provide cover for Holgate and Dinge kind of marauds a little bit further up. So technically, they're still four at the back when Dinge goes up into the midfield. But then when when we're out of possession, Iwobi pushes a little bit. Stays behind, stays to cover, but also kind of will push up at times. So that's more of like Dinier at the back with four at the back, and it kind of turns a little bit more into like a. It, it's it's not a four four two because Gilfie stayed up, but it. What I'm saying is it morphs essentially when right, the ball yeah. shifts to a certain side of the field, you get a, a changing of tactic. So they were playing very non-ball dominant. So just leave all the possession to Chelsea, stay compact, try to get out on the break, and. While that makes sense, just the way they set up, it was really very conservative. And especially with how the last match went to start. I mean, we're playing against – why am I blanking on who we played against? It was, it was a very West terrible opponent. Yeah, so we, we barely beat West Brom. Right. And that's essentially the tactic that we started with. And we only ended up getting our goal because we switched to end up having a diamond with Gilfie up top. And that's kind of essentially what happened. Halfway through this game, mm-hmm. you get a substitution. Tom Davies comes in for a Wobi. And if Tom Davies was fit to play a half, I think Tom Davies should have been in there for as long as his legs would have lasted just right. because of how well he's been doing. Right. But that's when you start to see some offense out of Everton. But regardless, we'll go back to the first half. Apologize for skipping around. 
essentially first 20 well the first half really is pretty much all chelsea right uh everton in their own half trying to come out on breaks i really can only remember i believe it was in the first half but it could have be the second half where charleston has a a, a one kind of semi chance that he fires wide uh but the own goal is i feel really bad for ben godfrey right um it's really mason holgate's fault i don't know if you're watching the game yeah. at all but essentially it will be comes out to mark the wide man and holgate doesn't track the runner at all mm-hmm. that comes in behind uh and he's just kind of like jogging back behind the ball cross comes in Havertz takes a shot i mean if you're ben godfrey you don't really know that that's going wide it's coming at you so fast you throw a leg out to it it goes in the net so that kind of really sucked yeah i mean i don't even think i mean i don't know obviously just uh, it's hard to know what anyone thinks but i don't think ben godfrey even tried to block that that ball was just whipped in i think kai Havertz tried to shoot and completely mishit it i saw a bunch of reviews okay. of, the, of the goal and he lifts his leg oh, out to swing okay and that's why it generates so that power going have, the yeah. other direction so he i mean and ben is super just like quick in anything that he does so i'm not surprised he was able to get a leg out but i think it was just more of throwing a leg out to make a block yeah. less that he like he knew exactly where it was gonna right be. he was right. trying to clear it but i do i do also think i'm not sure who the player was but i think if he doesn't have a touch on you know havertz had that shot, the shot. but there is a uh, it's is Ab- did Abraham play? No, no. Okay. I think it was, it was Timo that made probably. the run. But yeah, there, sure. there there was a player behind Ben Godfrey where if he oh, doesn't yeah, get T- a touch, yeah, Timo was behind. Ben Timo Godfrey, has yeah. a has a yeah. decent shot at. I mean, it, it would have been a tough ball to handle, but if he gets anything on it, so it's one of those things where I think it was know, a little too hot to handle for him. Yeah. I don't think he would have. But yeah, but if you, you never just know, throwing sure. a leg at it and it and it goes in, then you know. But essentially, the first goal is the reason why we give up the second goal. Uh, the second goal happens right. in the second half. Penalty, clear penalty. Pickford comes out, kind of has to come out because of the mm-hmm. angle Havertz has. He's easily going to get a shot on goal, and with those short arms, probably, <laughs> right. <laughs> probably get in. But so he tries to close down the angle. He gets the touch last second. Pickford gives up the penalty. But in my opinion, you know, if if we haven't given up the goal at that point, we don't give up an own goal by chance, you know, that goal doesn't really happen because mm. that goal happens because of the stretching of Everton's right. defense, yeah, which allows the play in behind. So all in all, disappointing. It was disappointing just watching the performance. Um, it was expected, and that's why it's so disappointing to me because right. I know that how they're going to play, and I, I understand being realistic, but I also understand that even though Chelsea have spent, what, 200 million in the last you know year yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. we've spent also a, a bunch of fucking money and we've right. got pretty decent players ourselves and we should have even with the injuries that we have we should be able to have more of a go at teams that yeah. are that are the quote-unquote big six than we currently do so it's just frustrating to watch i wish they would just generally have more self-confidence it just looks like everyone's playing within themselves they're way more worried about chelsea's attack than they are about you know getting their own games flowing and going forward and you know just kind of that that jose mindset right right next manager <laughs> he leaves spurs uh soon i assume god um but yeah no i i agree with you on that that second goal that he really had to you know that doesn't happen if you're playing the way you played in the first half mm-hmm. um and also jordan pickford's short arms caused him to come out also <laughs> 
caused him to so, miss that ball because he like he timed inches. his run he di- he timed his dive pretty well yeah even with Havertz getting the touch his arms were just like six inches longer he would have got a, <laughs> he would have got something on that probably also taken out the man but you usually get the benefit of the doubt there so yeah in fact he missed the ball completely um but yeah I mean a, really the first uh, obviously I, I don't watch every Chelsea game and I don't pay that much attention really big game from Kai Havertz obviously getting the drawing the penalty he doesn't get stats for either of those but he yeah. forced the own goal and forced the penalty yeah um, I would say that he played decently if yeah. I were a Chelsea fan I would look at that and I would say well realistically the, the own goal is an own goal right like, oh, he, yeah. he he had a clear shot on <laughs> yeah, he that missed. it was and an he awful clearly shot. Yeah. missed the net <laughs> right. and it went off Ben Godfrey right and then the second instance, that's a good play by him. Right. But honestly, that's one of the few very good plays right. that I saw him. Comm- yeah. I, he just, in my opinion, obviously the talent is there. He, the talent just needs to be more consistent. Yeah. And he, I feel like he lost quite a few balls this game. I mean, I don't have this. We don't pay for stat sites yet because right. we don't have that those kind of funds available f- for the show. Um, but uh, I, I imagine that he gave the ball away, th- you know, three four times, which is more than a midfielder should in my opinion which is why just so sad to see andre gomez turn the ball over a million times which right. he's been consistently doing recently which is why you know i mean he just plays better when tom is there because he's got more comfort and he knows that he's got cover going back but it was wild to see the difference people gave have given so much shit to tom for so long and i wish that everton uh podcasters that i right. listen to would recognize and acknowledge the shit that they've given that kid because they used to say i don't think that he's good enough to start on championship sides wow and he is the one who's clearly the uh progressor of our midfield like he makes all the short passes that need to be made to open up others to make plays but he's also one of the only players besides hamas and gilfie when gilfie has time on the ball in advanced areas right that puts passes forward right and actually attempts to do anything on the offensive end so um just i would like a little more credit to go towards tom you know me big tom guy right but he really impressed me and he's probably one of the only things about everton that really impressed me during the game nothing really about chelsea necessarily really Mm -hmm. impressed me they didn't look very fluid they didn't they didn't look like they knew what to do against the funky defense that everton was playing but they just kind of got lucky. Yeah. Um, Which happens. D- uh, d- do you think Everton played better than they did midweek versus West Brom? Nominally. Nominally. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I like like a very small amount. I, yeah. I, I think they just, th- especially today, though, they look tired. And they just look disjointed. Like right. they, they, they look like they were told that they weren't going to win. So right. just like play defense and try to pinch a point here on the road or something like mm-hmm. we haven't won <laughs> at at Stanford bridge in 26 and a half years Oof. uh so that's 1994 right the year i was born right um we have uh, everton have scored 16 goals at Stanford bridge in that time and have conceded 50 so wow well, yeah that's not good yeah not good numbers no 16 goals scored too that's 26 really and a half years. So that's so, 26, six, 27 yeah. games at Stanford Bridge, not including cup performances, right, right. I'd imagine. And uh, yeah. Averaging about a little over half a goal a game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's tough. Two thirds of a goal a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. 
That's big trash. Big trash. <laughs> big trash. It's it's probably even worse at Spurs. Oh yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. Spurs. I think it's it's Arsenal is the worst. <laughs> Arsenal somehow. The, yeah, somehow Liverpool's the closest just because we get up for the derby. Right, right. And we lose by like one goal each time. Um, yeah. We lose by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. They're usually crushing That's defeats. Tough. Well, you know, I, and I can see how that mentality might seep in a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame the players for going out and kind of feeling like they might lose that game. I mean, it's, up yeah. to Ancelotti to make them confident in the fact that they're going to win. I do agree. However, uh, I'm just guessing here. I don't know the, the exact stat. I would say about uh, half the players on the team have never even been alive during a win at Stanford Bridge. Yeah. So, yeah. That's tough. That's a tough look. That is tough. Well, they just, what they need to do is they need to call John Stones and ask him what he rubs on his balls right. to get them so big. Yeah. And no, we need to implement that type of drug regime. I do think the team. that the uh, Conti has kind of had, does have some of a reputation of being tactically very intelligent, but not necessarily the man manager of some other, of uh, some other managers man manager of other managers um that's a tongue twister yeah so i do i do think that, that might be a motivational issue and just you know being a new coach coming in new players it's harder to get people up um i mean but angela has been there for over a year yeah but like james decore that's what i'm saying the new yeah. new <laughs> players coming in james yeah. decore you yeah. know um, yeah, but Decore not being there really is honestly right. the biggest. The biggest that too. Yeah, ha- having one midfielder that runs twenty seven kilometers a, a match is yeah. probably not the best for you. It never looks tired. No, except for never looks well, tired. <laughs> except for maybe if like the ninetieth minute so, of some games. But those are the games that he's put in like thirty five kilometers. Yeah. So, so I would say he never looks tired until certain games where he looks like he's just dead. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes you just gotta feel dead inside uh, yeah. for for twenty minutes. Like the the match a couple months ago when he when he got injured, and then you were just like, you, you that was I think only like thirty minutes in the game though. You're like, he looks like he's going to snap something. Oh, and, that was Allen. Oh, Allen, right, yeah, Allen. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, Different yeah, player, Decore, but yeah, yeah Decore is uh, industrious, as they say. Yeah, that was yeah, that was when he pulled his hamstring. All right, so uh, once a year, as is tradition. Manchester City get schmacked by I Manchester mean, United. Schmacked is a pretty harsh term. I mean, but is it though? Because like last year they got they got was it like three one? Oh yeah, in terms of the tradition, yes. I'm saying this this game doesn't feel like wasn't a wasn't schmacked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, not. I mean, that's it's true. It's two nil and. If you look at the the stats, statistically, I, Manchester City had sixty eight percent possession, sixteen shots. They just couldn't hit the target, so they both bombs. Both United and City ended up with six <laughs> shots on target, even though City had sixteen shots on gonna, target. Gonna choke away the title. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's not gonna happen. So, but yeah, people are talking about a Man U like turning a corner or whatever because of this game, and it definitely. They looked good. I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from that performance, but it's just kind of silly. Um, they pretty much only look good versus City. That's the thing. So it's like, I guess you're saying, like, the way City's been playing the past couple of weeks, even Wolves in midweek where they, they tied 1-1 and then they it looked like they just 
turned on overdrive and up scoring it scoring four total goals so they you know the way they've been playing you might say like oh wow like they're so good that you know to, to draw or to win, beat them is really turning a corner and a, like a great accomplishment but man U's last you know five games or whatever they've got the draw with everton a draw with west brom uh they beat newcastle who and, doesn't these days and i would like to say that Everton have lost to Newcastle twice. <laughs> and Newcastle Fulham. twice, really? Yeah. Wow. That, twice this year lost to Newcastle. They have to be the only team that's true for. Probably. Well, yeah, would, yeah. I yeah. would think. Right? Have to be. <laughs> Newcastle yeah. only has four uh, wins. So the, <laughs> when our when our friend Eric texted me after Fulham beat Everton, yeah, he was like. Well, now it's over, and I was like, "Well, I mean, you can't be mad because we gave you six <laughs> points, so we, we this is this is customary. We give this, this is, to the bottom five. Right. You you take points off of us. This is football manager come to life, right? So, um, but yeah, I mean, man, you just and then they draw Chelsea midweek, a very boring zero 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 draw, kind of like what you were. T- or actually, that was last weekend. I'm sorry. Yeah. And midweek was Crystal Palace. They draw zero zero, which is oof. Right. So then they get a they get the a quality win. Uh, I mean, it's frustrating. It's not much you can do after you give up a, a penalty in the second minute for absolutely no reason. 100 percent a penalty. Not arguing with the call, just arguing with what was going on in, in Jesus's mind where Martial was completely blocked off, it looked like, and Jesus just ran in and said, yo, fuck your knees, and just awful tackle, definitely a penalty. Uh, Bruno finishes it as he as he often does. Um, so one nothing right there, disappointing. And then uh, City, like I said, they did control possession. They were having shots. They weren't the highest quality chances. Like I said, they weren't getting shots on net as well as they should have but they still looked like the dominant team um and then it was just a stupendous uh individual effort by luke shaw or or individual you know his his part of it was was stupendous at least um and ends up getting you know making it two nothing and then it felt like it was over at that point even though city had been playing well dominating possession you just didn't feel like city were going to get two which is new for this season last year years previously you would always feel like city were going to get to but just to take it back to luke shaw for a second yeah i just want to make an observation about luke shaw i don't know what it is about the way that he runs mm-hmm. but it looks odd to me yeah I and mean, he's a very stout person it's like, like it's a, it, that, that's a good in like a me. not like he's he looks his arms churn <laughs> Like I don't think I've ever seen someone pump arms as hard as Blue like just a, this is, getting it going. This is in no way claiming that he is, but if you look at him, he just looks unathletic. He kind of looks and, like like where Hobbit legends come from. Right, Luke Shaw. <laughs> How hairy are his feet, though? Well, we got to check. We got to check. Uh, Sweet Luke Shaw. <laughs> Luke Shaw, send us a picture of your feet. We want to see if they're hairy or not. Feet pick? Question we, got, we, we, we got a theory. <laughs> we got a theory. Yeah. You might be a very yeah. talented hobbit. Or if we look through Descendant the internet. Descendant of Bilbo. That's true. If we, if we look through the internet, we can't find any pictures of his feet. It may be because that's his secret. That's the secret he's been hiding. Talent. Luke Shaw is a hobbit. I mean, apparently, being a hobbit gets you to being a left back. I wonder if they're all left-footed. We gotta ask him some questions. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so does he smoke weed all the time like hobbits do? How many breakfasts are you having? <laughs> What's the eating schedule? Do you have a separate fridge at United so that you can keep on this schedule? I got questions. You got questions. You got a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. Mostly about I feel food. Like, I feel like if you just ask him, are you a hobbit first? Then he's probably going to get offended. Cuts, cuts out a lot of these questions. He's <laughs> yeah. probably be like, uh, no, it's, no. it's a terrible question. You're like, hear us out. Like, you're like, are hobbits even real? Hear us out here. We're going to show you some video of you running. <laughs> and tell me you don't look like a hobbit. Tell me that's not how a hobbit <laughs> looks. Tell me. Watch look that me video of yourself. <laughs> yeah, look me in the face so I can tell if you're lying or not. <laughs> and tell me you're not a hobbit. And show me your feet. In that order. In that order. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so overall, it was, a, it was a tough game. Not 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 my favorite. But it was a tough game to watch. Dude. Yeah, it was. I, I I woke up at, at like halftime because I like I woke up. I was doing some stuff around the house in the morning. Right. Felt tired. I was like, you know, I'm gonna lay down, take a little nap. Like city's gonna crush United anyways. I lay down. I wake up at halftime. It's one zero. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get my bitch ass up. I'm gonna get going. I get I get my food together, I get my drink, I sit down. It's like fifty second minute, and they're right. they're up two zero, and I'm like, oh fuck. Well, at least I will get to watch the city comeback. Nope, nope. Yeah. So it was disappointing to not see Foden start. I get that uh, Sterling and and Mares are both playing pretty well, but it just like it feels like Foden never played not well in order for this to to kind of get dropped the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Uh, I thought he didn't start midweek versus wolves because he was going to start um this weekend but you know i don't question it too much uh still love zinchenko starting at left back it's good to see midweek they mixed it up with Kenchello over there but seems like zinchenko is kind of first choice uh, left back which I love. I was I was very disappointed when he got dropped last season. I was going to say, you've been arguing that since oh, yeah. last season. Did, so. Zinchenko is... If I trusted Pep, I would have a Zinchenko jersey. I just don't <laughs> want... I don't want to, like, not... To not play. He could get sold at any at any moment or just not play for a whole season. Apparently, it's a thing that happens. But I mean, he is... It, it really is. Yeah, I mean, Foden jersey as well I want, but I want to see if he changes from number 47 before I get one. I guess I could get it, and then I'll be that weird guy that has a 47 jersey. Yeah. Um, you know, so I was thinking... Uh, sorry to cut you off here, no, but no. I was thinking the other day, because we all remember the incident where... And I say the incident. It's really not that big of a deal. My, my lovely lady... Uh, got me in birthday <laughs> right. gift or something. It was it was you probably remember. It was a soccer jersey. Yeah. Um, and she had asked her friends if it'd be cool to get you right. know an Everton jersey with my last name on the back and my right. old American football number. And obviously, you know, I'm not that guy. <laughs> so I like the actual names of players. Yeah. And it was an honest mistake, and I I love her dearly. I still wear it around the house. <laughs> But I cannot trust any ever like I was thinking the other day, like if if I were to ask her to get me another jersey for a different like gift for like my birthday or something like what player would I ask her to get me? And I can't. Right. Like Seamus is going to retire or move on soon. Uh, Leighton's already gone. I guess I could get a Bainsy jersey, right. but I, I I I don't know if I, I want to keep a little updated. Right. Yeah. Um, or Charleston's going to get sold to Barcelona or something <laughs> in the next year or two, even though he's seemingly sucking now. So who knows if that'll happen? We'll we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. DCL is going to go to like United or City or something, um, or PSG. So he's going to go somewhere. 
And um, I don't know. <laughs> Moises Keen. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey, yay, yay. What about I, a what a big what about a big Tom Davies jersey? I feel uh, like but that's. But I don't. I don't. But the so. <laughs> I, <laughs> you sound conflicted. I'm very conflicted because I really would like to get a Tom Davies kit, and I and I, I want to, but I don't trust Carlo, right? And I don't trust any other manager that would be in charge because no one ever seems to put their trust in Tom, right? And even when he has been playing really well. Like, I know he's coming off injury, but he clearly should have played today, and he didn't. And it's like, right. why? He was playing. He was our best midfielder up until he got his little small injury. He should clearly be back on the pitch as soon as available. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> what, worried. Whatever. I'm just worried. Whatever. I'm just worried. Not I'm worried. I'm worried we're going to get, like, we're going to get relegated. Right. Uh, in, a co- in a few yeah, years. In a few years, yeah. uh, We're going to be, uh, oh, who did that happen to? Was that Villa? Did they spend a lot, and then they went down, and then they, it happened to Villa and then it happened to Fulham. Fulham, yeah. And Most recently. Now it's going to be us. No, but just in, 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 a, in a longer, right, more drawn out, more time. I mean, Sunderland's uh, more agonizing process. Sunderland League One now, or are they uh, even lower? I think they're League One, but I think they're doing well in League One. I uh, saw some kind of article about well, Sunderland doing decent. When you, get <laughs> you get double relegated, they are in League One. They're fourth, though. So. Fourth, you fighting for that All promotion spot. <laughs> um, on their way back to the championship. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, one step at a time. On their way back to get demoted, right? <laughs> back to League One, hey. to get promoted, and then the championship. <laughs> Just that cycle back and forth. That's the. Uh, to be honest, though, don't lie to me. That is that is that or the championship Premier League cycle. If you're playing football manager, is like the worst purgatory. Oh yeah. Because because yeah. eventually the board's gonna be like, yo, we're expecting you to stay up this right, time, and right. you're gonna be like, so you're giving me money? No. Nope. And they're gonna be like, no, no. <laughs> You, we're giving you less money. You need right. to sell, and then do something. You gotta figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Get better. Get <laughs> yeah. Good. Get better. Get better. Win games. Do something, or you fight. Hey, Amen. <laughs> Solid argument. <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall the title race, I guess, tightened a little bit. Um, like I guess. I, <laughs> well, I mean, like I had mentioned. Well, because only technically speaking. <laughs> Only, only statistically speaking. Technically and statistically speaking, but also since the last time we spoke, Manu did drop additional points midweek, City. So it was a fourteen-point lead, or it was a twelve-point lead when we last spoke. It had expanded to fourteen. Four, now it's down to, to 11. eleven. So it's gotcha. like a, a one-point difference. Gotcha. Uh, but I still don't see it moving forward. I don't see a whole lot. I'll be interested actually to see uh, Manu in the Europa League is playing. If they drew uh, AC Milan. Which could be a very interesting matchup. Yeah. Um. So I think that's this Thursday or next Thursday. So I'll have my you eyes on win? that. Should we make that one of the games that we guess? Since we've, I, I feel like we should guess more games since we've been lacking on it recently. Just, just guess random games. Just now. guess both legs of the right. fixture right now. Uh, <laughs> I without don't, the first game being played, guess the second game. <laughs> I don't think Manu is going to win the whole thing. And by the whole thing, I mean the... I don't think they win the, either game. You don't think they... I think they... I don't either, actually. I think they get a draw in their home game, 1-1, and then they lose 2-0 in Italy. I think... Is the home game first? I have no clue. Wow. <laughs> um, g- <laughs> That's why Fuck. I said in their home game. <laughs> I know. The way you said it, you said the home game first and well, the away yeah. game. So it made me feel like the home <laughs> game was first and then the away game. Um, but I'm going to say... 
knowing that I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> I should just do my, if, if it's it first, is, if it's second. The home game is first. The home game is first. So United are going to lose two to one at home. And then they're going to lose 3-0 on the road. Because there's going to be a goal early. They're going to be completely demoralized. Two goals that follow later in the game after some control. Okay. Bold calls. Bold calls. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Leicester also dropped points midweek, and then they, yep. they won points. Um, yeah, even with the loss, uh, Everton are a game in hand and four points out of fourth. So It's a big – I mean, it's a, it's going to be a good battle for fourth place – or for top four, I should say. Um, West Ham obviously took care of business today against Leeds. Yep. Chelsea is off to, like, the best start uh, with any new manager in Premier League history. I think they're, like – there's, like, two better than them right now. So – They've been unbeaten um, in, in quite a while. Yeah, we're pretty much going to know if West Ham is, depending on how they come out of the next four matches, right. we'll know if they're going to be in the hunt for right. for top four or not because yeah. they definitely have a, a really tough schedule down the stretch. Uh, Sunday the 14th, West Ham, Manchester United. Then a week later, West Ham, Arsenal. Uh, then April, uh, April 3rd, they got West Ham, Wolves. And then West Ham, Leicester on the 10th, a week later. Yeah. So, uh, quite a quite a difficult schedule. I mean, you get the you get to beat up on Newcastle real quick. <laughs> well, and then not if you're Everton. No, 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 no. Not if you're Everton. But no. if you're any other team that's decent and professional, and they they understand they get paid to play the game and win the <laughs> game, um, then they'll beat up on them. Um, yeah. That well, I will say if they are in it towards the end of the season. They probably will get it. Right. Like if they're yeah. in it towards that last that. stretch, like if they yeah. can get through Chelsea, then you run through Burnley. It, it, like it, depending on where Everton are at that point, if Everton falling off, they're going to be an easy win. So Everton, West Ham will crush Everton. Then they'll be probably beat Brighton and West, and West Brom. And at this point, who knows how Southampton's going to yeah, be at the end yeah. of the season? So. I assume bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean trends are going that trends way. Are the last ten games would say. Uh, they're not very good. I mean, I, I think West Ham's chances are decent. Those next four games are going to be a big barometer. Right. Um, but, I mean, even Tottenham's back up in the race. So, I mean, realistically, you're looking at a one, two, three, four, five, maybe six-team race. I mean, there's enough games left, and Aston Villa's got an extra game in hand. Um, no, I well, yeah, I'll say it's a six-team race. I mean, Arsenal maybe could sneak back in, but uh, d- doubtful. Doubtful. Very doubtful. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like Villa could realistically be three points above Liverpool once they get their games in hand played. So, yeah. Be an interesting top four push to end the season. Um, let's see what Chelsea's schedule is. Chelsea, they're looking at Leeds. Then they play uh, the second leg against Madrid. And then they play in the FA Cup against Sheffield. So they're keeping busy. But then it's West Brom, Crystal Palace, Brighton, then West Ham, Fulham, City, Arsenal, Leicester, Villa. So Chelsea's got a pretty yeah. easy schedule on the way out if they can right. just take care of who they should take care of. Right. The last four matches will be tough for them, but if at that point they may have at least a little more comfortable, if not Might have comfort. a cushion. Yeah. yeah. 
at least like you know three four point cushion right. at that point maybe exactly. who knows yeah. so you don't have to necessarily have to win all those games you're four weeks away from the season ending man city might have the title wrapped up so um but it is pep so he might just want to oh just yeah he's still yeah. some damage <laughs> there's no, anyways right there's no like number to get to this year so i i but i think he still will always be going for it but it's what i love about pat right he's like oh we could make them not be in the champions league <laughs> right, next right. year let's hurt that funding <laughs> let's hurt that. um i wonder if that's how the locker room tacos <laughs> yeah. like before the game it's like listen here we win they have 60 million dollars <laughs> less in the bank next year let's fucking do this let's hurt <laughs> everyone's paychecks <laughs> Let's take money from the mouths of their families. <laughs> I mean, I think they're doing all right for themselves. Uh, I know, but just, you know, aggressive right. war speak. War speak. So, I mean, that's the top four battle in, in a nutshell. But uh, another interesting, which I thought was, it was kind of decided about a, a month ago, but really has shaped up totally differently, is the the relegation battle. There's a, I do think Sheffield is... I mean, actually, I, I don't say I, sh- I think. Sheffield is 100% down. Yeah. They are not mathematically down yet, but they are down. You have Phil Ch- Kajelka uh, right. fart- starting at, uh, <laughs> I almost said farting, starting. He's, he's, he's farting and starting, farting at, and starting. Uh, at center back. So, yeah, he's yeah. like 50. Right. Uh, and then West Brom, I, I'm i saying they're pretty much down. I mean, they're not pretty quite the much. same level, but I, I mean, don't see them turning Brighton, it up. If Brighton, Newcastle, and Burnley just continue to implode <laughs> right. and just don't win anything, then they they have a chance. <laughs> kind but. of though, but like what what is uh I don't know where Look West, at West Brom Brown's gets their schedule wins. here. They're playing Crystal Palace, then they play Chelsea, easy points. Easy points. No, I'm just kidding. Then they play Southampton, easy points. Actually, you know, obviously no games, easy points for West Brom. You have Sam Allardyce as your manager, so God bless you and pray to Jesus or Buddha or you know whatever your whatever God you worship. But now that I'm thinking of it, they have Sam Allardyce as manager. So, yeah, there's no chance. Right, no chance. Statistically, no chance. Um, to see him get so upset when they were playing Everton right. was honestly one of the very good joys of the, the week that week for me. I was like, you know what? That was just great. <laughs> he was such a blasé little cunt when he was fucking managing for Everton. Right. I'm really glad to see him enraged mm-hmm. over calls going Everton's way. So sorry, just to get my anti-Sam Allardyce take out there, which I'm pretty sure is, you know, a third of the league has. Right. So, or everyone, really. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so West Brom not going. They're going back to the championship. Yep. Sorry, West Brom fans. Uh, we feel for you. And the rest of the way out, I mean, it's really just – it's Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton, Fulham. Who can be the least bad? Yeah. And, I mean, with the way Southampton is going, I guess technically they are in that race. Right. But I right. would be more surprised if they fell to that level because they do already have 33 points. So yeah. I think that they're pretty much out of the woods. But you have Burnley sitting at 15th with 28 games played and 30 points. Uh, Newcastle and Brighton both have a game in hand as as compared to that. They have 27 games played. Uh, and they have 27 and 26 points respectively. 27 for Newcastle and 26 for Brighton. Uh, and then you have Fulham sitting in 18th in the last relegation spot currently with 28 games played and 26 points. So level on points with Brighton with one more game played. Um, so there, it's really, really tight down there. And realistically, if you had to take your pick, Luke, who's going down? It's got to be Newcastle because of how bad they are. Yeah. Uh, but also uh, how pretty good 
Fulham has looked recently. Yeah. So, I mean, Fulham has, has picked up a lot of points over the past month or so. And if you look at Newcastle, the way they play is not good. Oh, it's horrible. Like, I can't – like, uh, uh, Eric, I know we, we're talking a little shit here, but – if you ever do end up listening to the podcast and you come across this episode, I feel for you. <laughs> that right. you continue to watch that is a testament to your commitment to the uh, to the team. And it's, it's like it's very dependent on a few players making splash plays. And those players are currently out injured. All injured. Yeah. You got Elmiron, who I like. Three to four weeks, I think he's yeah. out. And he provides pretty much all the running in the squad. Correct. They have uh, St. Maximum. Out for, I believe, four to six weeks? Right, essentially the season. Pretty much, um, yeah. With how compact everything is. And then Caleb Wilson, who's been out for a while and continues to be out. So it just doesn't look like they have – they had – those players were barely keeping them alive by, you know, just flashes of brilliance, able to win points here or there, especially against Everton. Um, (laughs) But – they don't even have those players, so I don't really see them winning a game in the next six weeks, month. And think about it, right? A lot of those players, the players specifically that you currently just named, um, they're not going to want to stay in a championship side, right. I don't think. No. So you're talking about the loss of money and TV revenue. I right. mean, you get technically, you still get the what the one year payment of sixty million. I don't know what the exact one is, but it's like a parachute payment. Yeah. I think it change, It goes like three, two, one. Yeah. It goes down each so, year. So, realistically, you're still going to be getting the parachute payments, but you have Mike Ashley as your owner. Right. Uh, the current takeover talks are at a standstill because no one's going to want to take over a team that's going down and has to shed all of its players. Right. And realistically, if you knowing Mike Ashley, he'd probably unload the players, pull the money out of the club, <laughs> And then sign the deal to sell them if he had the option to do so. Right. But, I mean, realistically, if you're a Newcastle fan, you have to look at the fact that if you go down, you're going to be losing Elmiron. You're going to be losing St. Maxim. You're going to be losing Callum Wilson. You might be losing John Jashelvi, um, who, well, honestly, I'm not sure exactly right. where he would go. He'll probably yeah. end up staying. But um, you might lose some of the younger talent, like some of the younger midfielders on your team, like uh, Sean Longstaff or Maddie Longstaff. Um, cause granted, I mean, they're not like amazing, but I, I think no one can be amazing in a Steve Bruce team. Right. So they're probably a lot better. And I've seen in past seasons, them be a lot better than currently they've been. Correct. I do think that the one upside to them going down though, is Steve Bruce would get fired. Totally that would be would. a big upside, but with Mike Ashley still at the helm, <laughs> right? this is, this is how, this will, how it's, it'll go down. If they get demoted, then Mike Ashley is going to stay as the owner of the team. Mm-hmm. West Brom's also going down. Right. Sam Allardyce is getting fired from there. <laughs> Sam Allardyce is getting hired at Newcastle for an oh, exorbitant shit. fee. And they're selling all their players to recoup money. And they might invest a little bit in some younger talent to try to get back up eventually. But I think Mike's going to take those few parachute payments and then probably just realize the team's not worth keeping and then he's going to sell the team for pennies on the dollar compared to what he would have sold it before. And, yeah, Newcastle is just going to be in an even worse position then, unless, you know, new ownership is just, right. like, loaded. Good, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they kind of – it was a little rough for Newcastle. The, those injuries, obviously, having them all at the same time is disappointing um, and going to be hard for any team. But also the run that they have um, you know, over the past week and for the next few weeks actually could have done some good. So, obviously, yep. West Brom, they – they draw nil nil. That should be a winnable game, especially with those. Especially players. with Sam Allardyce as their manager, right? And like you would think, Steve Bruce would be better than <laughs> Sam Allardyce, but honestly, at this point, I think it's a push. It's a push, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're the Lee Masons of managers. <laughs> um, then th- this upcoming weekend, they have Newcastle. Or I'm sorry, they have Aston Villa, which. No, you know, I don't expect them to win that game. But if you have all your pieces there, you might get a draw, especially as Aston Villa kind of wanes just because of the congestion and, and not having the depth of some of the teams that have been up for longer. And then Brighton is their next game, which, you know, is a is a big game for them, as we talk about one of those other teams who is down there. Then they have Tottenham, who you expect them to lose to, even though Jose is just a, a, a posh Steve Bruce. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then next you have Burnley, who is another candidate there. So you have uh, between now and, and April 10th, or I guess between three days ago and April 10th, you have three winnable games, two, yeah, three winnable games um, and, and possibly stealing a couple more I mean, points. They are playing Liverpool at Anfield, so technically right, they that's should a very, win that that's game. a very winnable game. If they don't win that game, then they're obviously the worst team. Right. So Besides Sheffield. Yeah. Obviously. So then you <laughs> might you might get some players back around that that uh, April 10th after that. But you play West Ham, who's very good. Liverpool. They're going to be fighting for top four. Yeah. Liverpool is also fighting for top four at that point, probably. Arsenal. Probably fighting for Europe. Europa. Yeah. Specifically, not, <laughs> not Leicester fighting it, for top four. Yep, um, Man City fighting for the, the title, possibly I mean, or already point, wrapped up. At that point, it's got to be but still, up. Let's still, be still violent man at the helm of, of Pep Guardiola. And just then, looking, honestly, though, I mean, <laughs> I bet Pep would just be happy to put Steve Bruce oh, in the ground. Yeah, just, just like, the way just, you play football right. is shit. Exactly, he takes everything it for, about you is shit, like, and I, I am putting you in the championship where you fucking belong. Every job you have and every match you play, I take as a personal insult <laughs> against me and this game. I am using all my contacts around every league in the world to try to make sure you don't get his damn <laughs> fucking job after this Newcastle. I resent what you've done. <laughs> Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> right, pretty much. Um, but then the last two, if if the battle isn't wrapped up for the last two weeks, it could be a very big week thirty-seven and week thirty-eight in the relegation. Because <laughs> so they Newcastle is playing Sheffield. You hope they win Gotta that get, game. Gotta get three points <laughs> there. <laughs> they're down at that point. There's no. They're mathematically eliminated. Like maybe they just just a fuck with you. They play fantastically. Imagine they just like four zero yeah. Newcastle. <laughs> it could be. Um, and then the last week is is the most interesting is Fulham, which. You know, Fulham could be playing well, could be already safe at that point, but also could not be. Um, it could be dis- could be unfortunate for Newcastle in the sense that fans are going to be back at that point. So you could have... Uh, <laughs> it's at Newcastle, though, I believe. No, I believe it's at Craven Cottage. Am I wrong? Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's at Craven Cottage. So fans oh, back... Shit. 
for a possibly relegation deciding game. I mean, it's Newcastle's fault for being in this position, <laughs> yeah. but that could be tough. Uh, but uh, I mean, that could would be, be. pretty w- w- very, very much would be tough. Would be tough. Well, <laughs> honestly, the way both teams are playing right now, I assume Fulham will be very safe at that point, yeah, and Newcastle will be mathematically eliminated already by 38. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor Newcastle fans, man. You got to deal with Mike Ashley all these years, and then yeah. he just fucking shoves Steve Bruce down your throat for just not one season, but like, is this his third year? Second year? That's at least his second. It might be his, his third. At least his second, yeah. maybe his third. I like his but second and a half. Regardless. Two seasons is two seasons too right. long of Steve Bruce. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if Everton kept Sam Allardyce for two <laughs> seasons, we kept him for a half a season, and we almost didn't keep him that long. Right. So, and you're still a little bitter about that half season. Hella bitter. Hell of- so fucking bitter. That season pushed Lookman out the door. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Long term effects. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, come back around to haunt, haunt Newcastle. Sam Allardyce, the <laughs> ultimate decision, <laughs> pushing Lookman out the door to lead him to Fulham a couple years later. <laughs> wow, that would be tough. <laughs> if Lookman just buries you, <laughs> Sam Allardyce finds a way to fuck every bottom three <laughs> teams somehow. Somehow, <laughs> doesn't matter if he's not managing nope. him. The he might not just, even be in the league anymore. It doesn't matter. Right, he right. will fuck you over the somehow. The ripple effect of the boulder <laughs> that is Sam Allardyce in the pond of, of the Premier World league. Football. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. he's a fat piece of shit. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so we got. Uh, I guess we should wrap up. I think that pretty much covers everything. Um, but except for our our segment, cunt of the week. Yeah, it's our weekly segment, the the cunt of the week. And um, I, I I had I do have a nomination this week. Uh, do yeah. you want me to go first here? Yeah, absolutely. So my cunt of the week. Um, technically this was a couple weeks ago that this happened, but I okay. just felt the need to mention it. Um, because you know other cunts of the week were more important at the time. Mariners president Kevin Mather, uh, is my cunt of the week. Okay. At a uh, Bellevue Breakfast Rotary Club on February 5th, uh, Mariners president Kevin Mather uh, spoke to said Rotary Club. Okay. Um, apparently, as a Rotary Club, you get very valuable intel on uh, baseball organizations. Makes sense to me. Apparently, it's how it's Only worked. old white people are in Rotary Clubs, and only old white people watch baseball. Yep, yep. So, I'm going to read to you some some quotes one of the things he said was he was, quote, tired of paying for an interpreter for former Mariners pitcher uh, Hisashi Iwakuma, who returned to the franchise in January as a special assignment coach. He uh, also made similar comments about minor league outfielder Julio Rodriguez. Um, he said, OK, so these are these are, these are the fuller quotes. Quote, I'm going to say I'm tired of paying his interpreter. This is uh, about uh, Iwakuma. When he was a player, we pay Iwakuma X, but we'd also have to pay 75000 a year to have an interpreter with him, Mather said. He essentially said, if you're coming back to coach, we're not paying for an interpreter. And quote, his English suddenly got better. His English got better when we told him that, end quote. Jesus. Yeah. 
And uh, speaking about Rodriguez, who is considered one of the most promising uh, ML Major League Baseball prospects, he added, quote, Julio Rodriguez has got a personality bigger than all of you combined. He is loud. His English is not tremendous. Like, <laughs> they're asking about the dude and if he's going to play baseball for you. Why are you bringing up the fact out of nowhere that his English is shit? <laughs> like, I will say also that sentence structure, not good. That, no. that is not that is not good English. No. Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, old white men rarely speak right. English I'm just well. saying, you know, if you're going to talk about someone else <laughs> not speaking English that well. He also had, uh, ag- admitted to manipulating major league service time of two different players, Jared Kalenic and Logan Gilbert. Quote, we control his major league career for six years, and after six years, he'll be a free agent. Um, yeah, so he ended up resigning eventually. But yeah, my cunt of the week. Yeah. If you're still an absolute dumbass. A little, little rough. Knew, th- little knew that the interview was being recorded. Right. Right. Still said these things. Yeah, because he probably didn't see anything wrong with it. He didn't resign because he feels remorse. He resigned because the team made him. Pretty much told him to, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And also, it's like, it's the Seattle Mariners. Or is that what you said? Seattle Mariners? Yep. Okay. So it's uh, not not sure, actually. I I was thinking... (laughs) I was thinking the Marlins, not the Mariners. I'm not sure how the Mariners fan base is. I assume it's not great, though. Probably not. Right. I, I, so pretty much every other part of the interview was him just bragging about how little they've spent right, money-wise in comparison right. to all the other Major League Baseball teams do. So it's just, we're really cheap, so be happy for us about that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm racist, so also that. <laughs> right. right. So, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Do you have a cunt of the week? I, I do. Uh, it's it's a cunts of the week or a uh, it's more of an abstract cunt this week. <laughs> um, OK. Uh, my cunt of the week is uh, IFAB or the International Football Association Board. OK. Uh, who are supposedly the, the independent guardians of the laws of the game of soccer. Oh, so FIFA is so, not. So they are. So I like is this like a particular board within FIFA? confused i don't really know actually so ifab are or they are like, just like they're, they're the I, I assume they're probably all british people who are the descendants of the creators of the game from the so 1700s like, or whatever the law when the laws of the game come down it's it is like ifab who put out the the laws and they are the ones who like interpret it okay fifa is i think more on the side of like Organization. Like organization and the games themselves, whereas the this is it's not a referee association strictly, but all IFAB does is laws of the game and, gotcha. and rules. Um, so they are cunts for two reasons. Uh, one, for having the absolute ridiculous interpretation of the game where that handball in the Fulham game that led to Maha's goal was correctly called a handball now and i i think it is correct but people point out to the say there was an accidental handball even an accidental handball for an offensive player is always a handball it's just so stupid though the ball was kicked at him from a yard away his hand was at his hip if his hand wasn't there it would have hit his hip and they're like what else is he supposed to do cut his arm off so like (laughs) the way the rules are interpreted uh I think it was the correct call to not give the goal. It's just a stupid rule, and it's annoying, so that's IFAB's fault. But just to rub it in a little bit, 
even though they've been discussing it since December, so this is not a new rule change that they are implementing for next season, they decided to put out a statement two days after that game that they are no longer going to consider all accident or handballs a handball just to take Fulham and just rub a little bit of salt into the wound, which would hurt more if Newcastle wasn't such shit right. and, and Fulham definitely went down. That would hurt, that would stink, but it could yeah. still come. It, there could be a three point spin because they end up drawing nil nil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just is unfortunate that a, they had that stupid interpretation and then B, they decided to change or they and shouldn't say they decided to change it because they decided to change it a while ago. They decided to announce it right after such an incident just to say, go fuck yourself, Fulham. That's really fucked, man. That's really fucked. Oh, if I was a Fulham player, I'd be so pissed. You fucking fucking fucker. You know I'm an idiot. You know this. You know this. All right, Luke. So we are going to guess our games as the scores of the games for the upcoming week. I, since I always get, uh, if I agree with you, I always get uh, accused of stealing score lines. Right. I'm right. going to go first. Okay. You're gonna go, um, are we going straight down or you want to alternate? Or what, you know what? I'm just going to go straight down. All right. So... Arsenal Spurs, give me Spurs 2, Arsenal 1. You know what? Give me Spurs 3, Arsenal 1. Spurs 3-1. Wolves Liverpool. Uh, Do we know if that's at Anfield, per chance? I can look it up for you. It is at the Molyneux. Okay, so I think Liverpool, in that case, wins 1-0. Wolves haven't been doing too hot, especially on offense recently. Uh, Southampton Brighton. I am going to give Brighton the win 1 0. And then United versus West Ham. I'm going West Ham 2 0. Uh, did you want to do Chelsea Leeds as well? I did want to do that. Yeah, there's one fucking up top above the list. That makes sense. All right, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm an idiot. It's it happens. So Chelsea leads. It actually looks like it's the title of the chart. It's Chelsea versus Chelsea Leeds. Leeds. Yeah, oh my god. Anyways, so I am going to say uh, since Chelsea have been doing so well and um, Leeds have not recently, I'm going to say two zero Chelsea. No ties whatsoever. Not a single one. Not a draw in sight. All right. uh, I'm going to start at the top. As as the order goes. (laughs) As is tradition. Uh, We're going to do Leeds 3, Chelsea 2. I think they finally break the streak. Arsenal Spurs? Arsenal Spurs. I'm going to go boring 1-1 draw. Then Wolves Liverpool? Wolves Liverpool. I'm going to also go 1-1 draw. Okay. And then after that's a bold call. So after that, we have Southampton versus Brighton. I think Southampton might finally break the duck. I'm gonna go two one. Southampton two, Brighton one. And then last but not least, United versus West Ham. I'm gonna go three one West Ham. Two goals by Jesse Lingard. Wow, very specific. <laughs> Just to fuck with United. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me write that down. Two goals Lingard. I will also accept one goal to assist. <laughs> <laughs> dot dot dot. Will also accept <laughs> one goal to assist. It's it's written. It, it's it has written. been written. Yeah, it is known. It is known. And now that we put that out into the world, these will well, some of them will That's be the, the results. 
Like, they can't all be the results because that's not how it works. Right. That's and that's not how we guessed. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways. All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of a rainy night in Stoke. I uh, hope you enjoyed this kind of overview episode of how the season's shaping up with about ten weeks left to go. And I hope you uh, remember not to be a cunt this week so we don't have to talk about you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> don't be like Slotten or uh, Kevin Mathers. Yeah. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all the good stuff. Uh, Rainy Night Pod. You can be found on all formats. And you can also email us at, email us at rainynightpod at gmail.com if you have any questions or suggestions. See you next week. Uh, and one P.S. last message for me. Uh, fuck you, IFP. <laughs> Correct. Forgot them. And music. And scene.